What's our seat number? Bonus. I don't have a uh, a quiz this week, mm-hmm. but I do have one of those cool. Um, here's some something I'm going to read from the internet things. Um, so I well posted put together as usual. Yeah, my wife and I had a conversation, and uh, this is what I what I posted, putting it out there to the 4K groups that I'm in who are interested in gear and stuff like that. Uh, and I wrote as follows. So I'm turning 40 in July. My wife has been nagging me to skydive with her as my quote-unquote birthday present. I begged her. I begged. <laughs> I, I said, begged. I said to her, don't do this. He's going to fucking hate it. I said. Might as well put a tarantula on my face in the middle of the <laughs> That's night. That's not what I said. <laughs> I said you might as well just push him off a fucking cliff. <laughs> no parachute. It's the yeah. same thing. <laughs> Um, it continues I'm scared of heights petrified but she just told me that she'll buy me an LG C2 65 inch TV if I skydive with her why doesn't she just buy you the telly anyway does she not love you so here's the thing um, I said this. I said I said something. I, <laughs> I was trying something out. Yeah. Subliminal messaging. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of a conversation, out of nowhere, I just went LGC two sixty five inch OLED, <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "What? What is that? Is that a TV? Is that a TV? Fine. You know what? I'll I'll let you get that." She actually said, "I'll let you get the TV." I'll let you get the TV. Yeah. So I I, I took some creative license on the on the Facebook post here because I just thought letting you so get you the TV. So you lied to your audience. I lied to my audience, as most showmen showmen do. Um, <laughs> not a showman. <laughs> well, They're just a just a pont. Yes. Who um, pontificates? Get it? That's what a pont is. I made something up. So. <laughs> Yeah, just ignore me. So yeah, so I I I adapted it that it, that she was going to buy it for me, but she said I'll let you get it if you skydive on your fortieth birthday. Here's the thing: why does she want you to skydive so desperately? I don't know. Like, does she want? To, is this part of like her plan to kill you? And she's Maybe. like, you know, something goes wrong with the parachute, and then well, I mean, she, are there any stakes in it for her? Does she get something if you stakes? die? I mean, she, all she's got to do is ask, and I'll buy her a stake. That's very good, Johnny. That's very good. The audience is riveted. The, here comes the tumbleweed. The the audience is glued to their you know what? headphones. I'm, I'm going to put a sound effect in of a tumbleweed. Yeah, and a and a Western town. Nice kind of twang. Anyway, so I hey, wanted I'll, to. I'll give you the ambience. I get. Oh God! What a funny joke! I'm going to close all the doors. <laughs> all the windows close. <laughs> so I want to read you some of the comments. I'm not going to give names. I'm just going to read the comments. <laughs> one wrote, sounds like Make a fair Make up names. Okay. One, Billy Bob, Bobby Cock said, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a fair trade. Okay. Another one here says, say 77 inch and she has a deal. <laughs> As if they're like, they're offering to go for you. <laughs> I, we'll push you out the plane so you can have a telly. <laughs> okay, so this is um, this is a, a UK group um, yeah. that I'm reading off of right now. I posted in three groups, so there's more fodder. Um, just in case some of these don't land. Um, so I, but so I'm imagining this bro- bloke is British, but the way that he wrote it, he sounds Southern American, like Texan or something. All right, go for it. Don't be at all insulting. <laughs> Add your parachute, oh son. God. You're going skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
okay somebody else has said whatever you decide make sure you're not the one packing her shoot just in case as you don't want to be accused of anything whilst watching your new tv <laughs> somebody else wrote here make sure she means a new one and not second hand gotta watch the small print on these deals <laughs> think i'd want a sound bar as well to jump out of a perfectly good plane to jump out of a perfectly good plane people don't jump out of planes because there's something wrong with it and le- uh, well i mean they do i suppose but i meant like in her what she's let me explain what she wants him to do is she wants him to jump out of an airplane uh for fun yeah not because you know we're not sinking we're crashing but yep. because because she's crazy uh, make sure her will is made out to you. Check her parachute yourself, you know, just in case. That's uh, the second one that sort of... Dark, yes. You know, said maybe you'd tamper with the parachutes in some way. Yeah. How do they know that she won't tamper with mine? Right. I'm, like, more worried about that. Okay. Um, do you like the Mission Impossible movies? Just roleplay as Ethan Hunt or something. Hum the theme tune to yourself as you jump out the plane. Should help keep the nerves But that away. goes without saying. You'd probably do that anyway. Right. That's not the point. You'd probably, as you were going down, you'd be like, Benji, open the door! That would be what you're doing while you're yeah. going down. But also you'd probably be going, I've just shit my pants! Somebody else wrote here, do it, man. I parachuted out of the first plane I was ever on. What? Does it say anything more about that? Like how old he was? Nope, or, no, nothing. Nothing. His parents threw him out, <laughs> attached to a parachute. A plane, yeah. <laughs> um, just remember, you haven't technically flown until you land. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> no idea. Some of these are ridiculous. Um, I wouldn't risk my life for 65 inches. That's what she said. Yep. Uh, haha do it my friends all predict an early death for me because I actually enjoy heights and go out of my way to seek that thrill by hiking and skydiving and such yet if a spider walked across the floor I would be standing on a chair and screaming like a five year old (laughs) humans are odd to say the least well or somebody else writes here or just go buy the TV yourself (laughs) that's fair I mean you could do that you know what you could do I didn't say I wouldn't I replied it was an empty bribe as she had no idea what sort of price she was agreeing to which is true I would never ever jump out of a plane for a TV imagine you the jump imagine you the jump learn how to write Jonathan Rossiter axe imagine you the jump get the TV and it's got one dead pixel Wow, this guy's got your number, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's the man after my own heart. Sorry for naming and shaming you, Jonathan Rossiter. You really shouldn't be doxing people online. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wouldn't do you much good to get a new panel if you have a heart attack on the way down and can't enjoy it. That's wow. true. Yep, yep. So the this is the Empire Medi- uh, Medical Physio Group. <laughs> Please learn how to read. Oh, my God. We need to get to the actual content of the episode at some point. Just lift your legs on landing. I didn't and broke my ankle. <laughs> I just replied, shit. <laughs> tell her to buy the TV first. Then when you're in the plane, get her to jump first and tell him you changed your mind. <laughs> Sorted. It's not a bad plan. She'd probably see it coming and say, you go first. Okay. You'll go first. And somebody else here wrote, that's an awesome TV. I don't think you have a choice but to do it. Well... You got a point there, my friend. Are you really considering this? Are you going to jump out of an airplane? Well, no, because she's probably gonna. She's probably not going to buy me the TV because she said I'm allowed to buy it, and then she found out how much it actually costs. So it's all empty anyway. Do you think she's going to drop it, or is she going to make you do this anyway? I don't know. 
She hasn't talked about it in a while. She's probably planning it as we speak. Yeah, she's probably planning to, like, drug me, blindfold me, and then throw me out of the plane. What, and steal your spleen at the end of it? My spleen? Yeah. Get a kidney. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, if she's drugging you, and you wake up on an airplane, you might as well be missing a kidney. <laughs> What have you seen? What have you seen? What have I seen? What have I seen? What What have we seen? I want to talk a little bit about um, the series You. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Okay. So, um, Penn Badgley uh, had a conversation with Rob Lowe. Mm -hmm. Rob Lowe is one of the Brat Pack, or the Frat Pack, I can't remember which. In the Brat Pack... uh, Sinatra and that lot and the frat pack is Rob Lowe and Emilio Estevez and all that anyway so um, so Rob Lowe see you came prepared for this conversation yeah. so Penn Badgley was talking on Rob Lowe's podcast about how um, the nice guy uh, model for those old sort of 80s uh, rom-coms mm. like uh, you know sort of say anything and uh, well basically uh, all the John Hughes output, all that stuff, mm-hmm. is that the nice guy is always kind of, kind of creepy in, in when you look at it through today's lens, and sort of the uh, the idea of um, of what love is, mm-hmm. and the you know like possession of a woman, and that you win yeah. a prize at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, and th- th- he was talking about it with Penn Badgley because Penn Badgley is kind of like the archetype for that kind of nice guy that's what he believes and you're you're not Penn Badgley but Joe Goldblum yeah Joe the Goldberg. character that Penn yeah. Badgley is playing um and uh and I I've seen that, the first season does that yeah. count for this conversation yeah, 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 All right, yeah cool, absolutely cool, cool. so you're you're along for the ride kind of like Dexter um he's got an inner monologue and he he's justifies charming. everything's to everything to himself um and he has this sort of bleaked view of love and what it means to be in love um, and a lot of it is probably due to uh, his experiences um, watching those 80s movies. Right. Um, and I was just wondering what your take on, on all this is, because I remember growing up and being that kind of nice guy that you kind of look from the uh, from the sidelines and you're not noticed and you're not popular. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and obviously, you know, you sort of you grow up and you realize that that sort of Hollywood outlook of, of what love is, is, is not real yeah and um and the way that uh that these guys kind of look at women is uh is sort of very naive and etc etc and and nowadays obviously you know we're a lot more sort of grown up and mature and we've gotten you know well there are still (laughs) a lot of issues with like how these relationships are portrayed yeah because they have to because i think that these relationships have to be portrayed in a um stylized kind of way there's a certain amount of fantasy to it yeah because of the fantasy of the thing especially in like action movies and and romantic comedies and things like that um but you know i'm watching uh i'm watching the last of us uh with shosh right and you're um you said you want to binge it when it comes out i'm gonna binge it when it's done yeah um and it's just kind of like this example of how genuine relationships can be portrayed right um and i'm talking about same sex relationships uh you know if you've seen the series you know what episode i'm talking about um and it feels very genuine i don't think that and 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 so i think that we are kind of coming to a place where um you know love yeah um and and hate 
as well. Selfish hate, which is, you know, when when people are asked, not people, when Neil Druckmann is asked what The Last of Us is about, mm-hmm. uh, he says, like, people ask me what The Last of Us is about and they expect the answer to be it's about hate and the cycle of violence. And it is, but it's really, it's about love. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, and, and so, you know, love can be portrayed in that realistic and complicated way that it is. Um, in TV now and I think the audiences are ready for it right right I think that um, we were blown away by that when it was portrayed that way in a video game mm-hmm. right um, and and I'm not talking about love like romantic love I'm talking about you know the the sort of relationship of two people who have been lost who find each other in this impossible circumstance uh, you know a, a man who's lost you know a lot and a girl who has nothing um, so it, to bring it all back to what you're asking about, you know, that with with shows and TV shows and all that, I think that things are a product of their time, mm-hmm. and so shows like uh, movies, you know, with Bill Murray and he's being sort of like, you know, okay, sweetheart, and you know what I get, yeah. and what I'm saying is uh, that kind of shit doesn't fly today, and people can say like, oh, we shouldn't show these movies to people. As I think that's wrong. I think things are a product of their time, and TV shows, um, you know, from you know, like even Supernatural with Sam and Dean and Dean is like, you know, womanizing and being mm-hmm. very, very inappropriate. Yeah. Um, which which still... makes Joey much less lovable nowadays. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There are a lot of these things where you go, that won't fly today. Mm-hmm. But you have it, to look at it through the lens, through of, when the lens of when it was made. Yeah. Um, so I think that we're definitely starting to see more mature stories being yeah. told in this kind of very because co- it is complicated. It's very very complicated, and the motivations for people doing what they do and right. and, and love it. It's it's a very multi layered thing, and it's not just about kiss and the credits go and you right. know whatever. Um, but but I'm I'm interested to see where we go from here. I mean, if you've watched uh, Ted Lasso, I have. Yeah, just the the way that um not necessarily love but the way that um acceptance responsibility accountability and and sure like familial love in a workplace are portrayed in this very sort of honest way and it's a very kind show mm-hmm. and it's something that could very easily be considered cheesy and there are a couple of very cheesy episodes there um but it's this thing that I think that people are now ready to see. Right. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I, I think that, um, that in general, um, that I, I, what I find interesting about you, the show you, yeah, not me, nothing's um, interesting about me to you is that, um, it's, it's a very, um, sharp satire mm-hmm. on class um but it also like the the fact that you're in joe's head the fact that you root for him it kind of makes you an accessory yeah and um and the and the fact that he convinces himself that he is the good guy in his own 80s rom-com and that he deserves love mm-hmm. in the in the way that he wants it and he wants to possess and he wants to control so, the narrative as well yeah but he's also so very uh progressive and he wants uh you know, he, he wants to stand up for women's rights, et cetera, et cetera. All of this bullshit that he tells himself and tells you, the audience. Um, I just think it's it's very interesting to watch him being uh, being an 
he's not really an anti-hero. He's kind of he's, uh, as he's Penn, a villain. Penn Badgley says he's a villain. But what's interesting is that you find yourself subconsciously rooting for him, and um, and and I like that. It makes me feel dirty. It's it's kind of there's a couple of reasons for that. Is because a you know Penn it's, Badgley it's, is very likable. He's there is he's that. very charming. Yeah, it's baked into your mind that if you this is the main character of the show yeah. he's the protagonist he's who you're rooting for mm-hmm. um unless he's doing things in a mustache twirly way yeah right you're you're going to like even even when you know you're again i'll bring it back to the last of us because that's what i'm watching at the right. moment when the characters make very questionable decisions because they are the main characters of the show and they're likable mm-hmm you're kind of letting it go, but in the real world, you would not accept any of the decisions that they make. Right. Um, and, and and the thing about Dexter was that also, you know, it was presented that he was a sort of dark Avenger. Right. Right? Like, he was, he was killing serial killers, therefore it was yeah. okay. But through the lens of reality, you realize that you, in the real life, you would never root for somebody like that right. because he's obviously sick. The way that he sets up a kill room, the way that he tortures, like, it's, yeah. it's all very, um, it's sort very of disturbing. psychotic. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with Joe. But the thing is that you, the thing with Joe is that he's, I, I don't know what it is, but he's always um, justifying it in a way that makes you feel like he doesn't have a choice he has to do this right um and it's just it's it's a very it's a it's a very fun show to watch and i i find myself binging it every time it comes up so i um i have only seen the first season and i wasn't compelled to watch the second or the third like there was nothing that was um pulling me towards it mm-hmm. there's a fourth one out now no yeah that's what i'm watching now yeah okay um i am at the end of smallville Mm-hmm. Um, which has been really fun to watch because it's um, it's it's just silly CW fun. Yeah. It's sometimes really cheesy, sometimes really good. Like so we're really watching powerful. we're watching the other end of the spectrum, which yeah. is Superman and Lois, which I watched um, before I watched Smallville. Yeah, which has a little bit more in common with uh, with sort of like the Man of Steel uh, aesthetic than Smallville. Yeah. To be honest, um, there is some CW cheesiness to it, but. Um, you know, it's uh, it's pretty good. I I, I like of, it. Of the CW shows, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about the the new superhero like Arrow and and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think that the second season of Arrow is probably the best of the superhero show seasons, um, just because of how high the stakes get. Yeah. And how well acted Stephen Amell, how well acted it is on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the Superman and Lois, I think. Uh, especially season two, um, we just was, finished season one. Yeah. Was really really good. Okay, we're so looking forward. Uh, you you enjoyed the first season? Yeah, it was good. I I think that um, it has the angstiness drives you nuts. The angstiness. Uh, there's also some uh, some like filler scenes in there that yeah. uh, that are just uh, not even expositional. Just kind of like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Oh, this edge thing is really getting me down. Yeah, I know it's getting me down too. There's a, there's a lot of that kind of yeah. like. What uh, what my wife and I call um, Queen Cunt and Mum scenes, which is from a Queen YouTube Cunt and Mum scene. So from the, I'll explain from uh, the time when we first discovered the room. So there was a <laughs> there was a YouTube video. I know what you're talking. There about. was a YouTube video. There was a British guy who was really quite 
really quite grumpy about the whole thing. Well, I mean, I understand why. <laughs> yeah, he was grumpy about the fact that he that he had seen it, and he was grumpy about the fact that he was talking about it, and um, and he called those scenes with um, with Lisa and her mum just sitting drinking coffee, queen cunt, and mum scenes. Yeah. Um, I got the results of the test back. I, I definitely, definitely have, have breast cancer. cancer. Um, so yeah, so the um, so there's a few of those, but um, I don't know. I think that um, the the mm. Marvel Netflix shows had that as well because they had too many episodes going yeah. on and they had to stretch it, um, and they kept needing to mention the name of the antagonist so that you remember who the antagonist is. Yeah. Um, that I, I if we did like a, a drinking game of the amount of times they said Edge, in in that in that yeah. first season. It'd probably be uh, be soused under the table, um, pickled. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so I'm 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 enjoying that, and also uh, I'm coming around on the uh, Justice League trilogy on Zack Snyder's Justice League oh, trilogy. Yeah? Um, I never hated it, but I'm coming around on it since I started reading DC Comics. I see. Like I'm, I mean, I I used to read certain comics, but I've really gotten into them now and started reading some of the Superman comics. And to be honest with you. There is a place for Zack Snyder's... Like, it's a little bit... You know, there's all the slow-mo stuff and the finales are a little bit overcooked and, and everything. Yeah. But I'm coming around to uh, to to that narrative. I've always been able to accept Zack Snyder's Because you um, used to read stuff. the DC Comics regularly. It's not just because of that. It's just, like, I've never had a problem with them taking an idea and trying to subvert the expectations of it. Yeah. Um, Man of Steel is not a bad movie, in my opinion. Uh, I think the fact that there's so much CG in the finale is a little, you know, all yeah. that. And also, it's the same thing with Batman v Superman. I think it all falls apart as soon as there's the yeah. Doomsday Monster. It just falls apart for me. Um, and uh, and also with Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut, it's still like a little rubbish. I, Although I, I do, really I do enjoyed like... Zack Snyder's Justice League, and retroactively, it made me like look the at the more. other two in a. I like how he light. he shows up in the black suit and yeah. and just like beats the shit out of Steppenwolf, yeah. which is really cool. But I um, also I also uh, I think I had a problem coming around to a different way, a different take on Superman yeah. that wasn't sort of the Christopher Reeve, Richard Donner, John Williams, yeah. you know, kind of uh, kind of aesthetic, which which is, you know, I grew up on it. Most people did. So, you know. It's, well, uh, here's the thing. Now that we've done this darker version, right? Yeah. I would like to go back because uh, watching Smallville, the thing that they keep on pushing is that um, Clark is a symbol of hope right. and a beacon for good. Mm -hmm. And... He really is like Tom Welling plays it really well. Like I, I used to think he was very wooden, mm. but he's not. He's playing a Kryptonian, yeah, right, who has grown up on Earth, mm -hmm. and you can really feel that there are two sides to him. There's this human side that wants to help his friends and that wants to live this sort of, and and then there's the other side of him that is crushed by the responsibility of sort of like. You know, I know I have this massive destiny and all of these, uh, you know, people around the world, I can hear them and I know that they need me. Right. And I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And that's really compelling. And I also really like how as you get towards the end of season 10, I'm on the finale now. Yeah. Like as you get towards the end of season 10, he really is just Superman without the suit. He hasn't right. figured out how to fly yet. 
So I'm I, that's part of the reason why I'm enjoying Superman and Lois. First of all, Tyler Hoechlin is a, is a great Superman. He's great. Um, but also with the uh, with the two boys like uh, Jonathan and, and Jordan, mm-hmm. they're going through exactly what he did when he was in Smallville. What you mentioned. But what's uh, it's just fun that um, you know the the weaker brother is the one who yeah. who got the powers. He's yeah. very dorky and and whatnot. Like it was a kind of he interesting subversion of yeah. He looks like a twat. Yeah. Um, to, going back to what you said about the the lightness of it and the uh, the sort of the beacon of hope and everything, so I um, recently bought the Superman animated series on Blu-ray. Never mm-hmm. seen it before. Uh, I've only ever seen Batman the animated series, and it's a very it's very much a one eighty from Batman. Yeah, it's a it's a very bright show. It's a little bit more cartoony. It's a little bit more cheesy. It's a little bit more aimed at kids than Batman was. I went back and I watched On Leather Wings, which is the first episode of yeah. Batman the Animated mm-hmm. Series, and it's it's really quite dark um, for a kid's show. I'm nodding, sorry. I'm right. Sorry. And I also bought the first volume of the Superman Adventures, which is the, uh, the run, like the Batman Adventures, is based on the Batman Animated Series aesthetic. It's yeah. the same thing. Um, so, and, and that is also like very skewed young. And, and I just thought sort of reading those comics... There is a uh, a sort of yin yang about Batman and Superman, and Superman should be bright and breezy yeah. and slightly cheesy. Well, I think I think the thing is that he should be, but there should be room for the darkness of that course. Zack Snyder is. And I'm not just talking about when he's on Red Kryptonite or anything yeah. like that. The, there is a darkness inside him. There's a there's the a point, struggle. The point is, is that he overcomes it. Mm-hmm. Um all the time yeah exactly so so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what james gunn's gonna do with uh, with the character yeah, i'm interested too yeah. but i remain optimistic that yeah. we'll get a good superman video game one day mm-hmm. one day i also i, ch- I checked out uh, superman 78 which is oh, the, yeah, the yeah. comic that's kind of like the if superman 3 had been directed by richard donner yeah and it's really really good and it really captures the essence of um, the script. You have it, don't you? I, yeah, yeah. You I'm, lend it I'm to reading. me. Yeah, Give me a lender when you're done. Lend of it. I have a lend of that. Thank you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I really, I, I really love the uh, the way that it's scripted as well is very authentic to the uh, to the Donna style, um, and it really does feel like it could have been Superman three, and it kind of makes me wish it had been. Um, anyway, that's going slightly off topic, but uh, that's it. I just wanted to chat to you about that. We went off Lovely. on a tangent, and I enjoyed Hope the conversation. Hope you enjoyed it as well. Yep. All right. right. Have a good well, one. Just uh, turn that off. Turn that off. Turn that off. Bye. Bye. What's our seat number? <laughs>